Alrighty, y'all. Y'all, my inner Texan's coming out. <laughs> One Texan <laughs> to another Texan talking here today. We are talking with indie horror and film buff himself, Joshua Kennedy. Well, hello, hello. Thank you for hello. having me. Oh, it sounds like you're doing here. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. The graves there. Hello, hello. Uh, hello, darling. <laughs> how are we? <laughs> yes, one Texan to another. Woo, woo. <laughs> how is the weather? You're in, you're in Dallas. You said. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's pleasant outside. Uh, it, we we're not to the bone chilling uh, winds just yet. Uh, how, how about yourself? Uh, it's we we are in bone chilling winds for some reason for the, this past Thanksgiving weekend. So it's, it's been a little cold. So <laughs> I'll take it, though. I'll take it over the blistering Texas heat. So there is that. Yep. OK, so uh, you, you've been going at this a long time. And uh, uh, just throughout the 2010s, you've done just so many fun kind of 70s disaster and hammer horror tributes, uh, including Dragula AD 2015. Uh, you, you won the rondo award uh we, we can talk more about that and you previously attended pace university um in new york uh what what brought you just kind of got you interested in just doing uh low budget film low, I, I think it's always been been a part of my life i i mean i i uh hijacked my family's uh vacation camera back in the vhs little uh, <laughs> i'm sure you know the type uh, the, oh, the vacation fine. camera and when i was five years old and i was making little uh monster movies with my toys and my my toy soldiers and my, my sister best, was right? in them. yeah exactly and and people always ask me i mean fellow film students always ask me it's like well how do you get started i was like just start making junk i mean <laughs> you just you got to yeah. pick up the camera and just start experimenting with angles and and stuff gorilla filmmaking a literal gorilla gorilla filmmaking exactly and get get your grandma involved get your dog involved get just just go out and start doing it and that's it's always been in me for some weird reason doing stories and i would even before um when I was like three and four years old, I would write almost little storyboards on on paper, and just like this is what happened to the man who had fifty feet of hair, and I would Sweet. draw it out. I know, and it was just like little sci-fi horror stories in kind of illustrated book form. And mm. ever since then, I was just just it's like okay, let's get the friends over and start making little movies. And <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's how it starts, right? You just fall into it i think and uh, you're also you know on screen yourself uh had you always had aspirations to kind of be a comedic or serious kind of presence on screen it, it's funny I, I mean i always made the joke that i was the only actor i could trust to show up every day so <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you know, know what i mean you, mean. you know what yeah. i mean yes yeah <laughs> It's always annoying here. when you encounter snobs at festivals and you're like, why do you keep reusing the same people? I'm like, because they're the only ones I fucking trust. I can trust. They're going to show up. They know how I work. And they're, they there's something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm in their films. They're in my films. It's it's a win-win. And um, luckily, when I went to Pace University, a huge acting school, huge musical theater. Yeah. Know, and actors just wanted to act so it was a perfect marriage me needing actors and them needing material for their reel it was it was a wonderful thing so it made that was like my most prolific period was just because i had <laughs> constant actors wanting to to film stuff so during pace university uh yeah constantly filming stuff did you make some good connections there or was it kind of 
that everyone kind of ghosted you after it was done. I know I had that happen to me. I'm like, I don't know what I did to offend you, but (laughs) (laughs) as far as I know, I mean, it's that's that's the tricky thing after school everyone goes their separate ways and they have their different lives and stuff i can't say that they they ghosted me um i'm sorry that happened to you though <laughs> but i mean everyone... oh it was just like i don't know if you think i'm a goob but i'm actually for real i really well, want yeah. to get this done well and that's that's isn't that an interesting thing because i've yeah. the, the the people who say that they're they're filmmakers and it's like oh you know you can always say you're a filmmaker but are you gonna you know finish the film you know are you mm-hmm. gonna you know show up and get it done i know so many people who's like i want to do this movie i want to do this movie it's like yeah but what if you shot uh nothing start mm-hmm. making the junk guys what well, you're you're wasting time just you know saying you're a filmmaker when you're not actually out there they're doing it i'm sure you can you can agree with absolutely i i get very turked off when it just seems like everyone just feels they're above you and it's like there's no point in doing this guys <laughs> yeah, absolutely hence why you keep casting the same people the same the same actors it's like we can work together they know yeah. what i'm going for i yeah i wholeheartedly agree with that oh man uh who, who are some of your biggest influence besides uh universal monsters and hammer horror and oh. charlton heston obviously well, <laughs> i mean that that's it that's those are my three uh right. my three awesome. influences no 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 um it really takes a lot. I can find influence from all sorts of stuff. I mean, Scorsese, you can be really cliched. Scorsese to Ed Wood to Kubrick to, you know. Fred Olin Ray, Jim Fred Ol- Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all all exactly. the kinds of B-movie guys, you know. So Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger Corman, heck yes. Yes, there you go. Uh, well, well, and uh, uh, when... when have you ever done the uh, story script uh, where you kind of just write uh, kinds of shots on the script itself? Oh, I think I they mean, call you... it a line script, actually, my bad. <laughs> is that what it is, a line, line script? or just uh, Yeah, line... it's like the mixture of both wor- worlds if you want to, you know, have a shot list or oh, absolutely. a storyboard, but just put it on the script itself just so you can save time. For sure. I mean, I, I, I always say that as soon as a film is over, all of my scripts become hieroglyphics because there's like notes and, you know, in the moment when you're filming, you're like, okay, this makes sense. And then afterwards, once you clean that out in your brain and you come back to the script, you're like, what the, yeah, what the hell was I talking about here? But a lot of my, my storyboards are stick figures and arrows and yeah. Oh, my, my scripts are like dense with just ink of me cutting and then changing stuff. I think that's, that's filmmakers should do that. I've I've been on I, I've been on sets where they they stick exactly word for word to the script, and hey, that works for some people. I don't know if you're you're like that on on your films or. I or... just try to make sure everybody's like they're in the zone, and if they're Amen. spaced out, I know I got problems. It's like, yeah, okay. right. <laughs> uh, did your boyfriend girlfriend break up with you? Did you have mm-hmm. a? Uh, did you not get any sleep? What what what's fucking going on here? Because. Yeah absolutely i need you right now i need you in the zone acting yeah we need we need we need you on the zone we need to be all on the same page and we need to all you know be working towards towards the same goal i've never had any cameramen shoot out of focus so that's been good but hey all right (laughs) but uh i think the hardest part is just getting gaffing and just uh, de- detailing the serious guys from ego-headed guys to the flakes and just always just doing a background check just asking 20 questions making sure heck 
you're ready to go. <laughs> and even if you do the 20 questions, you're still going to get the guy who's like, oh, crap. Well, now we're stuck with him. <laughs> you know, Unfortunately. It's, it's, every once in a while you get one. It's like, all right, we're not going to be working with you. Or he subtly disses you on social media. It's like, never again. I'm like, I know um, who he's talking about. I, right, right. Oh, it's well, so... I don't know what I did. I paid you and I. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. I, one of the, the things that I've, I've grown used to is doing my best to pay actors and crew members i mean even if it's just with you know pizza or 10 bucks or something um that's the other that, thing too always feed uh it, yes regardless of pay you must always feed and i absolutely and i was on a few sets like that where they had nothing to eat but donuts and i was just like i want to fucking strangle yeah. everybody on here. <laughs> i am going to kill someone yeah i it took me a long time I'm sure there's some actors listening to this right now who worked with me oh, years fuck ago. Him, dude. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've gotten much better. So now we have food and that that's very important. And the, you know, everyone being, like you said, everyone on the same page, everyone being comfortable and having fun. I think that is very important for me anyway. Oh, totally. Um, if they bring politics out of nowhere, you just always say, how'd we get here? doesn't matter yeah let's, let's, let's focus on the script guys yeah let's back to work there's exactly. not even politics in the script so i'm not even sure what we're doing here um it's a it's a movie about slave girls on the moon guys come on we should not be talking about oh <laughs> the God. election or something <laughs> yeah not not sure why those get started uh and then also uh uh if people are doing other stuff like they're just giving each other just like the stink eye you're like well what's going on oh he's my ex you could have told me that before we started shooting you know <laughs> before we cast you as the two romantic leads yeah yeah no I, I i was on one of those other ones too where like these guys were all sleeping with each other i'm like well so much for your double standards <laughs> you're going to church the next day aren't you well yeah well hey hey yeah, I guess um, that works. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know. My well, and again, the people that that complain that you use the same cast over and over again, they have no inkling of that. And it's like it's just so much easier when I can work with people that I trust, that I enjoy working with, and you don't have to deal with that crap because that takes up so much time and energy. When it takes so much time and energy to actually make the movie, um, yeah, it's not worth it. It's it's completely not worth it. And. Have you, have you ever kind of joked in between or is that sometimes just kind of made people feel, oh, you're not being serious and you've been like, well, I'm just doing it to get you awake. It's, it's, it's so bad. I'm, I'm the first one to start laughing on set. Like I am the most <laughs> immature. It's so bad. Uh, the amount of takes <laughs> that I've ruined where I just crack up behind the camera and like, I'm not even in the scene and I'm cracking up. So I can't say that I get mad at people because I'm the first one to, to, to crack up on set. Um, Sometimes even you got to, just to let it out. It's like, just to let it, it's like, exactly. And then it'll just take 30 minutes for us to get the giggles. And, oh, yeah. So um, I can't say that I've ever gotten, and it, it's cool, again, working with the same people and knowing how their minds work and how they react. You you get the giggles out, and then it's like, all right, guys, let's focus. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's come come back to it. Um, have you ever had to... to to break the ice that way i i did have this one douchebag who was acting like i wasn't serious but he wasn't uh, telling me where to put the fucking like teleprompter and everything it's like well mm -hmm. use your words asshole you're the cinematographer <laughs> the director doesn't know what he wants you don't know what you want and then i i got wind of him that he's talking smack about me and i'm like well you're, uh -oh. the, you're the c word who shoots what adult <laughs> porn and Oh, uh, it makes all these movies that you don't even want anyone to see. So, uh, 
it, it goes back to the source of bullying, the source of the stands and Karens. Uh, yeah. You hear about this on mental health and uh, fitness podcasts. It's always insecurity. So that little mm. guy who's talking smack about you, that's what it is. They, they're they in, they're not comfortable in their own skin, so they're unleashing you. And so you can either put them in their place or you can say, hey, man, we're not going to do this today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can, it's, there's, I'm not there's... talking ill will of you. I don't even know you. I'm not even working with you after this. But you can save face and maybe stay in your corner, stay in your lane. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And it, it should be, again, everyone should be on the same page. It's like, we're here to make a movie. We shouldn't be talking about this extraneous stuff. And the, the, no egos. As soon as the egos come out, I'm like, oh, geez, here we go. Well, and I got to applaud uh, you for also using a, trying to make a room look like a plane. You know, <laughs> I used the CR <laughs> Museum for one short, but I never had it come out because, again, everyone was being a snob and refusing to show up on the same days to where it was impossible. Oh, man. Um, so that's always, again, people, the, the normies, I'd say, the normies don't un- get what it takes to put on a small, low-budget They don't understand film. fan films either. I'm like, you're, it's a fan-made entity. Like, Exactly. So when people we, are doing these Friday the 13th or Star Trek type fan film contests, it's like, that's just it. It's a fan-made entity. You're not going to make any money off of it for legal reasons, and it's just to show your cr- love of the craft, but you're still seeing some people do that. You're like, oh, well, so you want me to look like uh, Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise? I'm like, yes, but <laughs> think of it like a spoof, but you're doing it too good. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's and it, the people that critique those those fan films. Oh right? yes, like, shit talkers. Come on, guys. Baby. Yeah. Oh man, it's not as good as the real thing. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> you get, it looks cheap. It's like yeah, we had no money to we do. We had this. no money. It's still interesting from a micro perspective. Uh, yeah. 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 No, I know we're we're preaching from the same hymn book here. Well, uh, <laughs> and kudos to the archive music you used. Uh, kudos to just always having attention getting shots. Um, well, thank uh, what, you. what do you recommend for those who are uh, making a mixture of steady cam, let alone uh, wheelchairs and <laughs> in the moment shots? Uh, I, I think it's 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 important to be. I'm sure hammer, you... guys. Sorry if that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you 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 would agree. It's important. A to be incredibly with what to be prepared as a director mm-hmm. as as you need to be so prepared for any possibility happening on set. And I, this comes with experience and working with again actors and, and different sets and different movies. And you just if you're working outside, you just gotta be prepared for a sudden rainstorm, you gotta be prepared for wind, you need to have all of these possibilities in your head. And with that preparation, you need to also be flexible. So if you have, if you're wanting to get that nice steady cam shot, and the steady cam isn't working, okay, how do we make this shot work without Instead the steady of letting cam? it die, the battery die, or uh, exa- exactly, you got to be so you got to be so prepared, and you got to be so flexible. And okay, so maybe the the, the steady cam isn't working. Okay, let's grab you know the rolling chair from the, the the office in the other building. Let's get the cameraman on that, and let's have someone push him on the chair that rolls. And there, there's, I mean, you just got to be flexible and creative. And don't again that 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 strict sticking to exactly what's in the script. I don't think that's a good, hey. Some it works for some people. It doesn't work for me. You got to be flexible. If it's not working, you got to find ways to make it work on set. I Absolutely, think. man. Uh, I, I I do a. I was on this one awful short 
where this guy just kept changing it like every hour. Oh, I'm now a cannibal. Oh, now this is an even deeper apocalypse. This gal, I want her to be my bride who I'm stalking, and this guy comes in and he was changing uh, the story or the, the script or or both just on the oh. fly. Oh and man, I'm having to get decent shots and uh, to make matters worse, the gaffer was being a real prick, just ordering everyone oh. around to where it's like, <laughs> well, then you do it since you're so a know-it-all. And that guy later got a heart attack on set. And oh my I god, made, I made sure to lose this guy's number, and I sent him the footage, and I don't think he ever completed it. I think it was bad for his mental health. Oh, if I ever man. catch wind that he's talking smack about me, I'll be like, you're the hack who just decided to make <laughs> me the fall guy. When oh sorry you were trying to get done on time and I don't know uh but it's all good they're wasting their time going to some of those improv comedy clubs and laughing at their own jokes like Jimmy Fallon so um (laughs) (laughs) what was the what's the best set you've worked on or your Uh, best project you've worked on doing an episode of Cheaters yeah yeah they paid up front. It was the easiest $200 to make. Alex, the producer, was a hysterical guy saying, people think this is real. And <laughs> and uh, uh, having the riot squad come in was hysterical with barflies looking at us and encouraging us to fight. That was hysterical. Um, I was playing a method actor with a samurai sword who's being controlling of his girlfriend. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a win-win right there. <laughs> uh, well, this is so funny how they... So, you know... It, the reality guys are just hysterical. They just have a very cynical, but very over the top, just amusing look at the world. I've had some funny stories from awful movies that will never be seen, but I, I, I still, those, those really hurt me mentally because it was just like, man, what a total time suck of my year that I can't get back. Um, uh, you, I, I recommend doing anyone do any kind of extra work now you might actually get asked back to help with another behind the scenes thankless job you know absolutely and hey i mean as, as much as those terrible uh, experiences as much as they suck they teach you what not you you learn from them i i'll, I'll time and learn, money t- time and money absolutely you can't get back and you almost learn for your own projects, what not to do. And it's like, okay, this was a terrible experience. I'm never going to put my actors or my crew through something like this. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it was really annoying because then I I heard some of those jackasses talking smack behind the scenes and it's like, "Ah, why are they still getting work? Yeah, well. (laughs) It's because they appeal to other toxic people, I guess. Whatever. Maybe. There's a lot of toxic people out there and you just got to, do your best not to let the toxic fumes stifle you. Yep, just get that Lysol spray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's the last good movie you saw that, or a TV show that you binged that you're just like, see, this is what I want to be involved with. So I, it's funny we were talking about 4K. I don't know if we were recording yeah, by that. Off color. Uh, no, it's... I I just got I I Lawrence of Arabia on 4K oh. looks freaking amazing that's one of the best 4k i mean i i'm barely getting my feet wet with the 4k releases so that's just life oh man oh my and and there was i was looking up online there's a few scenes where there's very again the 4k is so i think they scanned it in 8k to begin with and the, oh my. <laughs> i know i know right i know i didn't even know that was a thing 
I know. Okay. And so, That's going to be 300 gazillion gazillabytes. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Anyway, the, uh, there were some, sh some shots in the desert where they're panning along and there's like, it almost looks like scratches, but like very faint scratches in the sky. And I'm like, really, mm. is that the 4K? They didn't clean that up. And so I'm reading online that the 8K scan is so intense that it is picking up the Everything. discrepancies in the film and that scratch Scratches. that I saw, it's it's not scratch, it's the emulsion melting in on the negative from when they were filming. It's ah. the, heat, the heat from the freaking sun was in the camera. And that's it's so clear that we can see that. And that just blew my mind. I'm like, Holy I remember crap. <laughs> they thought the film almost didn't make, I think, one of those trips when they were transporting it back to America. I I'm think. sure. I'm sure. Or, or England, they were having it scanned somewhere. Or I don't know where the days were. But good wow. old David yeah, Lane. So, Freaking David Lean. So I'm going through kind of a, a David Lean-a-thon. I just watched, rewatched Bridge on the River Kwai, which is outstanding. Um, Sweet. And I'm going uh, The best of times, I think, is a really underrated one he's done. I still need to see Brief Encounter. Mm, me too, me too. Um, I've always been a fan of Dr. Zhivago, so I've, I, but it's been in some... Oh, sexy some... movie. Yeah. <laughs> sexy. Sexy movie. You Julie see so Christine. many other movies where it's just like, these stars have no charisma. It's like, yeah. What a beautiful mm -hmm. told World War II movie. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's um I'm I'm looking forward to revisiting it. It's been a, a few years. So yeah, that that's um what I, I also saw um Passage Killers to of, India. I haven't seen Passage to India. Oh, um okay. and um I just Sol's watched Scorsese's latest one. Cool. Yes. Uh did you see it? No, not yet. Um mm -hmm. it's on the docket. And, cool, cool. Uh I heard Napoleon was worth watching. I don't know if you've heard anything um uh, i'm hit and miss on really scott but hey you know when when he's oh, really too. good he's really good but <laughs> well he's been a little miss lately uh mm -hmm. so but um, i can still do the martian and blade runner and gi jane and gladiator but it's it depends prometheus <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, don't we start on alien um oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> what about you what have you you've seen recently i you know i obviously i recommend all the Expendables, Equalizers, John Wicks. Hell yeah. Uh, Dial of Destiny was worth seeing in the theater. I know some people were not going to give it a chance, but... Really? Uh, just the stunts were magnetic. I, I just love James Mangold. I, I just, and he brought his Ford versus Ferrari riders over. I loved Ford versus Ferrari. That yeah, was, that was uh, solid. Uh, even if you don't think it's the best, I just thought it was a good way to go out on... And interesting not divisive like all the other terminators star wars and halloween movies it just <laughs> it was really like upfront. it was just but unfortunately most people are just not going to see it because they either didn't like the trailer or they saw it bombs they're like oh no one saw it it must not be good i'm like well who cares the, the yeah. marketing guys are doing shortcuts and it's showing so don't let that defer you from the filmmakers who actually absolutely sat down actually filmed this real stunts they always talk about it. It's like never judge a book by its cover. It's like never judge a movie by its trailer. That's the oh yeah. <laughs> I I think cinematic I stopped equivalent. around 2015. I was just like, but it's not the movie. It's you're gonna keep seeing deleted scenes. Yep. And Deadpool was kind of an example of the trailer is its own entity now. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking to the camera saying, "Hey, go see this movie." By the way, that's not in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh. There's still some fun groups uh, out there. there. There's a few different uh, 
sci-fi and horror groups uh time shifters we still want to believe is a fun one if you want to come up with a cool horror anthology show to recommend that's kind of for x-files or tales from the crypt fans uh oh nice uh that legion podcast i recommend that there's a bunch of different shows on there that are fun talk shows um uh i was part of tales of the forgotten audio dramas and so nice. that's inspired me to kind of come up with some audio dramas because you don't have to worry about how everyone looks. You kind of go back to old radio days. Exactly. Isn't it funny how that's almost come come back into, you know, popularity? Really creepy. Week. I think True Crime was a precursor. And there was a cool uh, True Crime con they had about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And they actually gave people cool tips on how to come up with your narrative, how to uh, nice. interview people. And not get in legal trouble by, you know, dramatizing. Just go with what you know. Yes. Show different sides to it without uh, showing too much bias. It's really, and some of them really are absolutely creepy. And but it's great nightmare fuel. But like it was one one of them was so good. I I was driving my company car and I had to stop. I'm like I'm oh, gonna crash. Nice. I gotta switch tonight. <laughs> was was it was it too intense or was it just? It like was the... very intense. Like I yeah. actually just the music is just just very wow. eerie, and you're just like I feel like this guy is breathing down my neck. Down my neck. I need <laughs> to, to pull over. Me. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to pull over right now, or I'm gonna yeah. get in an accident. Ooh, oh, that's and, great. Yeah. Just uh, there's so many avenues. Uh, I, I'm just liking how. People are learning how to be creative on anywhere, whether it's here on this format, Zoom, or choose Absolutely. a different kind of camera and rent it. For sure. And it's, it's, I always tell people this who are like, what advice is like, just start doing stuff. We are in the you perfect should. time right now to just experiment. We can film stuff on our freaking phones. We can do anything instead of anyone being in- a naysayer is like, they're just insecure. They just want it's, you to film. Ex- exactly. And you and, can't tell that it's on a phone. You honestly can't. We've we've hit that 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 the the line where it was like oh, okay that that looks obviously you have two different boom mics on set but come on you know it's just like dude the the quality you can't even tell you cannot tell yeah you cannot tell maybe if it's really badly done sure but I mean look at the red cameras you can tell those when you see a cheap Netflix movie and you're just Absolutely. like yeah those actors can't cover it up yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> how much they cared but payday I get it um, for sure. Any cool conventions you've been to? Uh, I haven't since. Um, where did I go? I'm always a huge fan of. Of I mean, for the old Universal uh, Hammer film crowd, Monster Bash is oh, in Mars. Yeah, Mars, Pennsylvania. Um, absolutely wonderful. Uh, very. Um, what's the not quaint? Very family oriented convention. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I highly recommend that for the universal hammer film fans monster bash is like holy mecca uh what about you <laughs> I, I on a on a similar note i i was in, fortunate enough to interview indie comic book uh writer uh carissa grant okay and, okay uh i know worthy chaos comics i think is based here in fort worth but um nice it's a nationwide thing she got it crowdfunded the her her husband did all the artwork and there's a bunch of others uh pencilers and everything but it's really really awesome like it looks like a mixture of evil dead the mummy and supernatural and resident evil it's wow all, all these egyptian beasts uh, that have been reawakened and uh sexy couple that's got a uh you know out, out with them but uh, i i think you're really gonna 
dig it. Yeah, Redemption by Carissa Grant. Uh, Interesting. As it's just awesome seeing these artists who are sick of some of today's comic books. So they're instead of bitching, they're just chiming in, doing their own vision, doing their own thing. Absolutely cynical and <laughs> right, becoming the armchair critics or the the basement dwellers. Yeah. I mean, that's like... kind of why I started this podcast. I I was on another friend's podcast. Don't worry, we're still cool. It was just they weren't making good use of their time. And the co-host was kind of doing a lot of whining and not mm. contributing to the conversation. And I just kind of got in the back of my head. So we bitched, we bitched, we bitched. We talked about the subject for like five minutes. That's that's not a good episode. You know? <laughs> so uh, I realized this takes a lot of time because with all the sound correcting and trying to program this. So um, I'll do it myself. Hell, hell yeah. Congratulations, dude. <laughs> oh, it's all for you. Because I, I, I saw, I reacquainted myself with a few pals from my film school, and a lot of them had just given it up. And that just, that hurt me. I was just like, yeah. so why did you go even go? It, it, mm-hmm. You didn't make good use of your degree. I, I feel like a lot of people just want to just keep being overshadowed and try and appeal to their mentor who's never going to throw them a bone because their job is to be hard on them. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, I got some other pals who've been able to do their own internet radio show, so I'm happy for them. Uh, There's some cool indie musicians in the folk and heavy metal scene that I recommend. Uh, Nice. In fact, if anything, if you're tired of throwing away your shorts and not having them be seen, I I recommend everyone just work on a music video. (laughs) Because you will have so much fun just syncing up the stuff and telling the party goers and extras and the dancers in the background to coordinate this way it's it's really it's a, blast. a blast yeah it really is and, and everyone, anyone can watch it on youtube or vimeo you know everyone and wins. you don't you don't have to worry about the the getting crappy sound or wind coming in yes. because you're going to loop it Bingo. all i mean exactly it's and wonderful. the narrative can be loose it can be yeah. a weird gothic david lynch vision or it can be a stunning you know absolutely uh, boys in the hood type parody you know it can be anything you know <laughs> that's a great i might have to steal that from you and use that as some of my advice that's that's some great advice i my advice is always is like hey just shoot shoot a silent movie like if, Bingo. see, see yes. what you can do visually and then just like on your phone just visually how can you tell a story but i like the people the music from an improv troupe yeah exactly they just, want just, a moment in the sun to, yeah to... and you don't have to worry about getting sound you can do it all with music yes. later it's it's, it's a, but music video that that's a great great idea great idea wonderful uh oh one i did see last night i'd love to hear your take on it uh have you seen bakurao bakurao no i don't b-a-c-u-r-a-u no so it's a music it's video a weird... It's a weird, very weird movie. I just saw on Showtime the other day. It's okay. Sonia Braga, Udo Carr, okay, from Suspiria and Blade. Um, Absolutely. I saw people comparing it to kind of John Carpenter and Sergi Leone. It, oh, but snap. I, I would compare it more to kind of Repo Man's uh, Alex Cox. It's just kind of one of those, it's a very surreal, just bizarre genre mashup. <laughs> huh okay and it's it's a new film it's a it's, it's a new film uh, and it's under all the labels action war drama horror sci-fi mystery i'm like yeah, oh man i'm in <laughs> this, this drone fucks up a town basically that's the that's the story it's a sci-fi alien drone that goofs with a town and all these people are going losing their shit <laughs> okay 
I'm in. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. Uh, it yeah, just, yeah. That that's enough. That's yeah. It's it's just weird, but you'll either like it or find it watchable or be and like it's, meh. It's American or it's it's German or. or... Uh, it was. Uh... It's in foreign film. Yeah, it's a foreign film. Uh, Even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was from. Uh, yeah, it's a Brazilian film. So yeah, all in Portuguese. Oh snap! Wow. Okay. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting what I'm seeing so far. Uh, I, I would, I would never give it a shitty rating. It's just kind of be going to be either decent or average, depending on your take. Yeah. But, yeah. That's the thing that this these uh, we talk about critics and the armchair critics and there's like the people who write these like horrible horrible reviews especially I mean on my stuff but on other stuff too where it's like I, I hated this him. movie where it's yeah. like how can you really this is you hate this movie what how <laughs> I, I yeah, don't understand dude, that you're not Sharknado territory you were having a lot of fun with the <laughs> airplane one and I saw yeah, oh, well, it, had, thank like, you. A, it had like a free out of 10 on IMDb I'm like for real that that's and something you, you give to a movie that doesn't have any well like, thank establishing you. shots or, just... <laughs> or something but it was like the people that take it so seriously and write these these heartfelt hateful vile reviews and like guys ah, there's very you, vile. Can, you can be spending your time doing doing something else guys really <laughs> you really could yeah. yeah i don't get it i don't get it at all neither do i Oh. So are they, call, are they calling you Cam or Cameron? I see Cam Sully is on on your your name. Uh, yeah, depending on the movie, but yeah, I just go by Cam Sully now. But yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, great, Cameron. Um, awesome. Oh man, and uh, we we, we got to hook up sometime, my dude. Uh, just absolutely. Uh, whether it's at a cool film mixer or what have you. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Um, do you ever go to the the? I I went years ago when Roger Corman was there. It was the is it the Frightmare the. Uh, I did the last time I went 2018, believe it or yeah. not. Uh, Kevin Yeager, uh, who did all the makeup for various stuff like Chucky and Tells from the Crypt, was oh, there. Oh, nice. I am punching myself in the face for just not making that connection. I only knew him as like the guy who went as Alan Smithy on Hellraiser 4 when oh, he directed. Okay. <laughs> uh, I saw Tom Morga, who's played, you know, Letterface, Jason, nice. various Star Trek aliens. Uh, I, it just kind of wasn't really happening. Uh, Tara Reed was there, and he, she literally started walking through a bunch of people like they weren't there. I'm like, okay, oh, how rude. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's funny though is I know the Sons of Anarchy guys were there, but then they went like inside for like a private panel, and uh -huh. I'm walking past casually, and Ron Perlman's there. I'm like, I didn't see him anywhere on the docket. Did he? Is he a surprise guest? <laughs> is was he just just a, he's just giving a, a a talk inside one of those VIP rooms? And I'm like. Huh. Uh, okay <laughs> obviously the main vips were brad duraf and of course you know yeah there's yeah. no time to socialize because it's a big stacked line so it's a line exactly yeah that's always difficult uh, uh hopefully it'll get better i'm i i but I, I do think it would be awesome to one of my goals definitely in the future would be if i were to work on a movie i would like to definitely have it have there be a screening at there Oh, absolutely. Do they have screenings? Yeah, that, that you got to like reserve it like I think months in advance. But gotcha. I know they were doing that with the uh, oh uh, that Richard Bronson guy who was doing the the Charles Bronson yeah, yeah. who was yeah I, I think that's where they screened. 
oh uh, cool death kiss <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right some of those other b action movies he was doing and i think he's gotten cool. better too now that he's separated some of the guys he was working with i think he now knows how he wants to take out the trash as a directed video action star <laughs> nice 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 uh but yeah i i know there's ways to just screen some of your stuff um uh, it might even be better you know than just you know giving it to a convention or a panel and you're not you know you never see any feedback from it <laughs> absolutely i think again we're talking advice to, to filmmakers i think showing your film in front of an audience is such a wonderful absolutely. thing even if, if they hate it or they're laughing it's yeah. just seeing how they react you learn so much and i know i'm sure you know other filmmakers who oh like, it's I, painful you're just it's like, a, it's all like, right uh, yeah <laughs> i gotta face the music now face the music and you will learn so much from a bad screening um mm -hmm. and of a good screening too but I think it's very important to watch it with an audience and see I don't how do 48 hour festivals anymore because a uh, same deal. Uh, like there was a bunch of people who were being very rude at those. Like one of them like uh, flat out sat up and left and was like, let's go to see our Sasquatch movie that's playing at the Angelica next door. I'm like, oh, I hope no one else heard that. Yeah. He said it aloud in the, the crowd. Or oh, what? it's yeah, they were. It's a she. But yeah, it was one oh. of those like, OK, uh, yeah, well, whatever. Go ahead, enjoy the Sasquatch movie. Um, Have fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> there wasn't uh, newsflash. There's not even a Sasquatch in it. You know, <laughs> <you can> see <laughs> it. But Spoiler. It's, pro it's promoted it as one. It's just like okay, uh, whatever snobs. I don't alas, alas. Yeah, there will always be snobs. It's just Gotta annoying. I try to not yeah. let it annoy me, but it just it sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, you be safe out there and. Have a have a blast. Have a fun time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you, what's your your next project? Are you you? Uh, uh, I'm definitely trying to. Uh, I got to get my get off my ass and write some scripts. But I'm definitely thinking of starting an audio drama soon. I'd love. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely send an invite for you if you want. Oh sure, yeah. Keep me posted. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, and likewise, if you need a film crew, is like, hey, who's the first sound guy or cinematographer you recommend? I'll. I'll send you 10 contacts. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if, if you find yourself in the Rio Grande Valley here in South Rio Texas. Grande. Rio Grande Valley. Um, yeah. Them. I'm sure our, our paths will cross again. That's at, at Totally, point. man. And yeah. I, I think everyone's just so spoiled by where's my star meter on IMDb. And it's just. Oh, like, yeah. It's not even worth looking at that. It's. <laughs> Especially when you can mess with it, it's like yeah, just uh, yeah, the exactly. And then you see the the the, the big movies nowadays. They they they're influencing the stars or the amount of like mm -hmm. Little Mermaid change. I was like, oh well, if they can do that, then what? Why am I even have my movie on IMDb? It's not yeah, even, yeah. I uh, once talked to the director of Talking to. Uh, he's done some other zombie and martial arts movies with Mark Dacascos, but he's, he'll always be known as the fire director from Ballistic X versus Sever. And he talked about how he still talks with some of his other producer pals and uh, he can tell when they're messing with the rating system, posting fake reviews. He's like, don't do it. Yeah, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. A 10 out of 10. One of the great films. Oh, an unknown you. guy. He's done yeah, a yeah. wonderful job. Well, it's his first movie. So how would you know? Exactly. <laughs> Anywho, uh, some of our beloved tough guys are making a comeback. I saw that Philip Noyce just helmed an assassin movie with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, Fast sweet. Charlie. 
Oh, so I'm looking cool. forward to seeing that. Uh, Heck obviously, yeah. Banderas, Gary Daniels, Dolph Lundgren, uh, and some of our other uh, tough guy actors are still out there kicking ass. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, other than that, man, uh, I just want to come back for Wesley Snipes. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? I know he's doing a stripper comedy, so that'd be interesting. Hey, I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Right. <laughs> Um, cool. Safe out there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> both did the live long and prosper with both hands. Um, <laughs> this was fun. Thank anytime, you. Anytime, my dude. Yeah. Uh, never say die. Never say whatever. <laughs> Amen. Great talking with you and great to meet you or meet anytime. visually. Uh, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Take Let care. All right. Got another project going. Let's... For sure. Thank <laughs> you cool so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Anytime. We'll return after these messages. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a